This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Getting up, getting out, or only just getting home? It's Joy Weekend Breakfast. Okay, Jono, it's that time in the morning. We've got our guest in this morning. I'm delighted to welcome back to the Joy Studios. We're well, actually the first time in here in St Kilda um, to a very dear friend and a well-known rainbow expert here in uh, Melbourne. Uh, Bill Calder, good morning, Bill. Hello. Hello, Paul. Hello, Jono. Thank you for coming. We organised some claps and cheers for you. Yep. No, I ran the gauntlet through them as I, I arrived. I've not seen you for months and months and months, Bill. No, there's been, you know, something getting in the way of us, obviously. A couple of years worth of lockdowns, but I, I, I Quick, uh, a quick spoiler alert. Uh, Bill and I are, are friends from before. Bill was a wonderful, well, a publisher uh, by trade, but managed to create um, QTV, which many of you may have seen on Channel 31, which, which aired for three big seasons. But Bill, we'll get you in the studio for, for a whole different reason today. Indeed you did, yes. Talking about COVID, I, um, I picked up a COVID project, having, uh, like all of us, getting stuck at home and um, decided to write a screenplay. Uh, but discovered again that my forte is not fiction or dialogue and I failed miserably in writing a screenplay. But the story was so compelling that um, it had to be told. So I just switched back to my strengths, which is journalism, and turned it into a documentary. Um, the story being the publisher of the first free gay newspaper in Australia, uh, Michael Glynn, who in 1979 started the Sydney Star, which still exists today as Star Observer. Fantastic. Mm. And, and Michael Glynn's, so the, the story of Michael Glynn is, is a fascinating one, which I think you're going to give us a quick rundown on. Uh, but it's amazing that his legacy is still living on today through the Star Observer and is still, you know, probably one of the most read, queer, published pieces of work. It, indeed. No, it's terrific to have that longevity. It's um, the papers I was involved with, unfortunately, aren't here anymore. So uh, that's missing. But it's terrific. It lives on in a digital way, yeah. It, it does. But look, Glenn is, I mean, t to give you the long story, uh, I mean, as you mentioned, I, I did publish gay newspapers here in, in Melbourne for quite a long time. Uh, and then I subsequently did a PhD and a book about the history of gay and lesbian magazines across Australia from, from when they started in the early 70s. And, and, and I did the period up to 2000 when things started to change due to the internet. Um, but when I was doing this project, the one that leapt out, Michael Glynn and the Sydney Star, I thought, if, if anyone's ever going to make a movie about anything in this story, that's it. I mean, the guy, the guy's a character, you know, he's a flawed hero. Um, he, he was sort of this loud, rude American who marched in and, and generally upset a lot of people. He was very pro-business, anti the movement. Uh, he was misogynist and had no time for for anyone who wasn't a real man, um, as he, which is what his thing was, leather, leather men and butch He was men. quite a butch guy with a big moustache. Uh, he did, yep, yep. He was your classic clone sort of look and leather look. That was his, his world. Um, and he, he wasn't very tolerant of anyone who wasn't, of his world. So he's, he's a flawed character, but he's a fascinating character too, because he actually evolved over time and, and started to, 
you know, when he started his paper, he just wanted more gay bars. He thought there weren't enough, they were shitty compared to America. He wanted to promote gay bars. He was friends with, you know, basically the mafia that ran all the bars. He, he, that was where he hung out. But in time, when he had a newspaper, he suddenly was confronted by all the issues that was hitting gay world in that uh, early 80s period and and there was a whole bunch of it was a fascinating period of history there was obviously the development of Oxford Street initially run by the mafia but sort of changing over time uh, there was a lot of violence murders it beats bashings and certainly a lot of agitation with the police at that stage and the police were the enemy in many ways that there was also that was the start of Mardi Gras which which was not what it is today it was basically protest march yeah protest march and, and a lot of people were arrested by the cops and bashed up. and So the police were part of that violence problem at the time and they were, of course, getting kickbacks from all these bars that Michael Glynn was friends with and this was him seeing this started to change and evolve him. Um, so he became very much an advocate against what the police were doing and what the bashers were doing, demanding change and using his newspaper in the way that newspapers tend to get used, which is to agitate for change. He initially opposed Mardi Gras. He tried to get it shut down. But again, he changed with time and ended up on the board and being a, a real promoter and an active participant in Mardi Gras. Um, there was law reform. It was illegal to be gay still at that stage. And, and he took on that fight and promoted that era and of course then there's the the big one which is hiv aids that swept through his beloved community which was yeah. you know that oxford scene the the leather men you know they they were just devastated by by um hiv and aids coming through and bill do you think he was an american uh, he'd he'd come to australia do you think he'd taken some of his more liberal ideas from the states and was suddenly faced with a situation in sydney that he thought thought just was unfair? To some extent. I mean, I do think, I mean, that's some of that cross-pollination of ideas. I mean, the the gay lib movement was more advanced in America at the time and, and really just finding its feet in Australia. Uh, so he, he had that experience of seeing things that were happening in America that, that perhaps gave him a confidence. Um, he was also, he was somewhat estranged from his family, but they weren't here. So mm. you, he wh had, Why did he come to Australia? American. Uh, he'd seen a surfing movie that <laughs> had Aussie blokes in speedos, <laughs> and that's what Fair drew, enough. drew I'm, him. I'm sure he's the not the first American to come to Australia because <laughs> he saw some Aussie blokes in speedos on yeah. the beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but how do you, how do you begin to tackle that story then? Because it, there's, there's an awful lot of stuff within within the man and the story about him. How did you tackle it? Well, I've done it in classic doco style, which is I've interviewed people who knew him to, to give their stories and memories. And I've interviewed historians, Dominic O'Grady, who actually worked on the star as an editor. He, he went off and did a research project on Michael Glynn. So he's very well informed. So, so it is interviews. Uh, it's also using ACWA, the queer archives that are based just just below, below us here at Joy, yes. yeah. Uh, and they, they're a wealth of archival material. So it it's an interesting point because I know for a fact that during your, your lockdown, you, you had to try and squeeze in those interviews because you were also concerned that, you know, 
Glenn, Glenn passed away sadly a few years ago but also getting access to people who still are alive that still knew him was also a problem so you managed to get a sneaky trip up to Sydney I did indeed I, I spent two years on travel watch and taking my moments as soon as any border opened I leapt across it and did interviews and, and we did a second trip actually doing some more footage up in Sydney. Shouldn't say this, but we did do some reenactments in Melbourne. We tried to make it look like Sydney, but um, mm-hmm. we haven't lied. And that's yourself actually was part yeah, of no, that. I'm poll. running up and down some back stairs in the streets of uh, the CBD, mm, simulating the sort of club seedy bars that Michael Glynn may have gone to. That's the sort of thing. Did Paul, how did Paul go? Did he cut it as an actor? Oh, look, he is. <laughs> He's a natural, I tell you. One take. All one take, wonder. Every single one take. So, so just break this, break the story down for us. So, so how does the, uh, how does the doco pan out, Bill? It's basically longitudinal with time. We talk about why he came to Australia um, and, and how he, he got involved. We unpack his personality uh, and, and we, Touch on the, those different issues, the, the dynamics of Mardi Gras at the time, of the violence at the time, AIDS at the time, law reform, the development of Oxford Street. So, look, to be honest, I still want someone who knows how to write a screenplay and turn this into, a, you know, a Harvey a Milk on. Incredible. I was I've just been um I just watched the film of The Normal Heart, which is a well known queer um play, and I it's kind of like, wow, there needs to be this Michael Glynn story of of the Australian version of like the normal heart almost, you know? It the, yeah. it's there. There's all the material. Yeah. I mean I've I'm touching on it with it's it's a short, it's nineteen minutes. Mm-hmm. It needs an hour and a half of yeah. someone to really unpack it and bring it to life. Um, but these are skills outside my pay grade. If anyone is interested in, in getting in contact with Bill, who think they can add some uh, skills to actually turn this into a, a full blown movie, then please get in contact with us and we can pass on the details. How how do you feel having done all the the research work on Glyn? And I know his his story is vast. What's your take on him, Bill? Do you, do do you like him? Do you admire him? Do you have some opinion about? what you think if you'd have met him in real life? I briefly passed him in the corridor once at a gay conference and I was hanging out with the, the lefty activists and he came in and berated and yelled at us all and we were generally <laughs> horrified and shocked by him and I was bemused. But, I mean, then I was 19 or something and you're waving a flag and, and it's things are black and white. But, uh, I mean, now I'm much more nuanced. Like, yes, he's a flawed hero. There's there's a lot of things that are flawed about the man, but the man contributed enormously to the movement in his own way. And, and this is this is the very essence, I think, of, of you know, the, the gay world. I, I keep using the words because mm. that was the early 80s words. I'm stuck in that moment. Uh-huh. Um, but it's a whole variety of people that have contributed across the journey. And today there's, there's a new variety of people contributing to the continuation of that journey. And it's it, it goes to the very heart of diversity, which is mm. we are all sorts of people. And he was a particular sort of person. Mm. Do I like him? I probably wouldn't want to sit down and have a beer with him. Maybe I would. I'm not, I'm not sure. He, he would probably rub me up the wrong way. But I can see the tremendous contribution he made. To our community. To our community, yeah. And I think don't you, I think that's the, the key thing in people's uh, journey through life is that hopefully they do 
evolve and i i think that as you say like in 2022 our you know our minds have been so expanded and and the whole conversation around gender diversity is is a big one and and there's been so many changes and for those of us that that are not that young generation like we're kind of we're moving and evolving and understanding things a little bit more and it sounds like he did that too and so you have to i feel like we have to allow people the chance to evolve you know and 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 that's that's a really important point in in life, you know. Okay, you I get more so. philosophical. Well, because I think it's dangerous that you know, if, if you know, you know, obviously people do very bad things that are unforgivable as well sometimes. But that's extreme. But if someone has a certain view and then you know, 10, 15, 20 years later down the track, they they evolve to have a different view. We have to allow that. That's part of the human condition. I would hope. Yeah. yeah. It's the growth and development of us all, and yeah. certainly politically, mm. that's important to to let you know. It's the it's the threshing out of ideas. I mm. mean, he he threshed out his ideas that others thrashed out against him, mm. uh, and both sides probably influenced each other a little bit. But mm. and we got progress. We got progress. Which is yeah. the important thing. Um, Bill, we're out of time, but if people want to see this amazing documentary, it's going to be filmed as part of the Sydney Mardi Gras program. Uh, the, the, the Mardi Gras Film Festival, yes, yeah. which is uh, queer. Queer Screen, which I think is, is actually, so the program runs from February the 17th right the way through till March the 3rd. And this screening is part of Aussie Shorts on Sunday, February 27, 5pm in at the George Street cinema in sydney so jump onto the mardi gras film festival website and you'll get all the details there it's called star manus star man star man even sorry um and it'll it'll be uh, part of that film festival um and if you're interested you can always get in contact with us here at joy and we can uh, put you in contact with bill if you want to try and take this project onto a new level bill well done it's yeah I've, i've seen it it's it's an amazing piece of history captured in, in a beautiful way. So well done for taking that story and, and bringing it to life for our community. Um, in years to come, people will be able to look back and understand a little bit of the history that was part of the, the, the queer development here in Australia. Mm. Thank you ever so much. Thank you. Um, now, Bill Calder there talking about the short documentary called Starman screening at the Mardi Gras Film Festival in Sydney uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.